Celeb Talk Girl Talk podcast, hosted by two Latinas from the Bronx. I'm Janice. And I'm Natasha. We are a lifestyle and pop culture podcast talking our way through your Mondays with candid conversations about relationships, careers, and personal development. Join us every week while we try to figure it all out, but with lots of laughs in between. Because as they say, life is a journey, not a destination. So we are making some stops along the way, connecting with smart, witty, badass mujeres to inspire and empower you. Just consider us your new besties. Interested? Grab a cup and join the talk. So today's guest, we have Renata Solis, the founder and creator of Zulia and Wipa. It is a brand of handcrafted accessories made by the Mayan community in Mexico that fuses ancient textile techniques with contemporary design. Welcome, Renata. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We're super excited. We want to highlight this Latina-owned women business. We want to go ahead and start with a quick introduction about yourself where you're from, what do you do for both profession and passion, and more about your brand and how it came about. I'm Renata. I'm from uh, Mexico, from a city called León, Guanajuato, which is like in the center of Mexico. It's a it's a small city around, like it's all surrounded by mountains and it's like very chill, you know, very like everyone knows each other, like a small, small town, honestly. I came to New York five years ago to literally pursue some of my dreams. I, I came here to study this uh, course on special effects makeup for like film. I studied film before and I thought that I was going to end up doing that. And then everything kind of change like gave a crazy round i started Sulianguipa. what was the inspiration behind the brand you came to new york for film study and and special effects makeup but found yourself now in the fashion industry so i've always been fascinated by the mayan culture i've always loved everything like from their crafts to their ideology and in one of my trips to mexico after being here for so many years in like this crazy speed of like life here you know everything goes so fast and you basically wake up go to work and then come back and stuff like that and so I went back and then in one of my trips to uh the highlands of Mexico in Chiapas Chiapas it's like a state in the south of Mexico where like there's a big community of Mayas still there so in one of my trips I was like like I said I've always been like amazed at the, at the crafts of Mexico but it's so crazy because you start loving them more once you leave your country and you go back and you appreciate it in a different way and so I, I just like fell in love with it and I was in it all started kind of like as a hobby I was like okay I'm gonna like you know curate a couple of crafts and bring them to my friends and then bring it to my family and and that's it. I had a job as a waitress. And so I was working in the restaurant industry for a, for a while. And then I was also getting gigs as a makeup artist doing special effects. My goal was to just focus on the special effects. But I wanted really to leave the restaurant. The restaurants just because it was too many hours. It was like na- late nights. Uh, I wanted to start like something. So I, st- I started Zulia uh, Pass literally like as a hobby. And then I saw how people start loving the crafts. I start getting more and more involved working with artisans all around the south of Mexico. Like uh, it's they're all like artisan mayas and they're all in different 
states of Mexico. We work with jewelry, we work with leather, we work with textiles. Now I just design everything and they just manufacture everything. Wow. So let's backtrack a little bit because this is such an impressive story to me. So you came five years ago and I'm assuming you're here by yourself in New York, right? Yes. Okay. So that already in itself is super courageous because right, you came here to achieve the American dream all by yourself. I, I'm assuming you have friends here, but of course, all your family is back home. And you started waitressing and then also doing special effects. Are you doing either of those two things right now along with Zulia and Wipa? No, right now, my full time is to Zulia and Wipa. Wow. So it is going really well for the fact that you're just doing it full time. And so now you're the complete head of like the creative design aspect of it and then you send it all to Mexico and have them manufacture it for you based off the designs that you've created right right like I go back and forth like I design everything here in in, in I live in Brooklyn so I design everything here and I go back and forth working with them everything it's manufactured there it's a slow fashion movement and we still are like a super small business so we have small workshops at home in different states and yeah yeah I'm so thankful that it became my full-time job so yeah. the trajectory from it becoming a hobby to now it becoming your full-time profession how long did that take because I know a it lot of people take. only see the success right it took like two years I would say okay it's funny because I am a film lover and I always wanted to work on film and I, and that's the reason why I wanted to do special effects right so I start getting more gigs after like I started my business which is so Funny, but I had just so much more passion for the business now. Like it just felt more fulfilling in so many ways, you know. It just felt so much better to be able to give more opportunities to all these people and like generate jobs and at the same time have so much more freedom to be able to design, but also freedom with my time. It's so funny how, you know, God and the universe sometimes puts out certain tests for you in a way you're started off the business as a hobby and once it started progressing and you started seeing success you then at the same time started getting other gigs for the makeup and everything like that so it was kind of like a test to see like which one were you going to pursue like is this truly your passion you know sometimes we think our path is one way and then you come to find out it, you were really meant to be doing something else and I do got to say like I checked out your website and the cosmic poncho, the black one. Oh my yeah. God, already like a creative person. So you probably already had those ideas in your head. But like the colors and the patterns, they're just so beautiful. Thank you. That Those ponchos, I'm so excited about those. Uh, we are working along with this collective of uh, women in in Chiapas, in a little state called San Andres La Raiza, where like it's 18 women. They're all like family. They're like sisters and they're all together. And they have been doing this technique for so many generations, which is the backstrap loom technique. It's very inspired in Mexico, in the jungle and like the skies and like, you know, like astrology and the colors. I, I, I just love those, the combination of those colors. But like, I usually in the winter go to that little town in, um, in Chiapas. And I get just so much inspiration of like, uh, just by going to the collectives and seeing them weave and seeing their like ancestral techniques. So that's like the whole inspiration of the brand. We still work with ancestral techniques. So everything it's, it's artisan made, everything it's, it's 
handcrafted, but we are just doing like a twist of like contemporary designs. But we want to like preserve heritage and like keep on those amazing techniques that are getting lost in time. It's a long process. Like some of these pieces take around 15 days to make just one, like the ponchos. So it's a process. And I think that it's also a small niche. So sometimes it's really hard to find the right customers, but I feel like it's there. I am also very curious in regards to the name and how that came about. I mean, it sounds like a lot of the inspiration is from the Mayan Mexican culture, right? And it's such a beautiful thing because it's also giving job opportunities for for more women, Latina women. Like, I I think it's so beautiful. So the name itself, Zulia and Guipa. I love it. How, how, (laughs) How did that come about? So Zulia, it's the name of an indigenous woman that fought a lot for the rights of this community that I work in Chiapas. And Wipa comes from the Wipil, which is the typical Mayan dress that has been used for so many generations. Funny because we're not part of the culture, right? So we wouldn't know this historical background of the name and whatnot, but it makes sense now that you've explained it, why you chose the name you chose. So definitely has a lot of meaning behind it, which I love. And the fact that you're not doing special effects anymore, but you're still within the art uh, industry, so to speak, because designing is all art and being ingrained in that culture. Again, I thought about Kanye West, you know, he's a creative designer and he usually goes to different places to get inspiration. And it reminded me of when he went to Japan and how he talked about, you know, getting inspiration from um, a lot of the Japanese artists out there and whatnot. So it's great that you were able to take from your own culture and be able to uh, utilize that for your brands now, which is incredible. And then again, you do have a like a very specific niche. So people that understand the culture are definitely going to appreciate that much more. But now that we're talking about it here, we're going to open it up to our listeners and people are going to be able to be part of that as well. You've been to Mexico, Natasha, a couple of times, right? Yeah, but I've only been to Tulum and Cancun. I've never been anywhere else. (laughs) So I guess like the typical where everyone usually goes, you know? You have like a strong Mayan influence in Tulum. You can see a bunch of crafts there. And like if you get into the markets and stuff, because there's pyramids there too, you know? And it was a big part of of the Mayan culture years ago. Yeah, when we went to Tulum, it was for the Bachelorette. So it was like more... Yeah, right. It was like a party. But but I do definitely want to go back and visit more of like the culture and and the artists and the markets and things like that. And the cenotes, we didn't get to do that. Oh my gosh, those are amazing. Yeah, yeah. To go back for the cenote. Yeah, for sure. Can you actually talk a little bit more about the mission and your dream for the brand? So as you mentioned, it's still fairly new, right? So about two years or so. So did you start during the pandemic, actually? Now that I think about it, I'm like 2022. Yeah. So I I actually started just before the pandemic. I started it by doing flea markets, you know, bazaars in New York. Yeah, like I will try every single market that I would see on like, you know, that I would just hear from a vendor or like somebody would recommend or I would like Google it. Like what are the best uh, flea markets or bazaars in, in, um, in New York, you know? And it's amazing because there's so many and there's so many every single weekend. So I started doing sh- like bazaars like that. First time that I was like, wow, the first, like one of the first ones I sold 
almost out of everything. And I was like, okay, there's a market for it here in, in America, you know? And so I started trying different ones. I, I moved around a lot. I have found that Brooklyn is one of my biggest community. I feel like that's where I found, like downtown Brooklyn, all that area. It's, they love it there. So it started like that and it kind of became my full time, like just doing the shows. They were, they were great. And then after that, I, st- I was able to create the website and just like, you know, uh, reach out stores and and just try to set online. And, and it's just still like a small business. We're still like, it's like we still have very few people, you know, at the workshops. My my dream is to be able to have enough workshops that we can, uh, enough work. So these people that I work with can just rely on this, you know, and be able to just don't leave them out of work. You like have enough workshops to be able to create, keep on creating, you know, there's so many things that I would love to do if I had more reach and I would love to create way more textiles and different designs and stuff. So, so yeah, another thing that I love, it's, uh, it's not only in Mexico. I, I, I obviously it's my, I, that's where my love is, but I will, I just love all the crafts from like all around the world. Like I would love to go to Peru and like meet the women that work with like alpaca there. I would love to go to like, Bolivia and meet the people there like all Latin America has so many just amazing cultures where they still work with ancestral techniques so I would love to at some point be able to work in like not only in Mexico but like with different communities all around like Latin America yeah I mean that would be amazing that would be definitely huge to be able to expand with all Latin America I know you mentioned Brooklyn being your I guess ideal customer profile for lack of better terms but where people buy the most and I can definitely see it because Brooklyn is very much artistic and you know they're all about that so I am interested to know what your day-to-day looks like given that you do this full-time and the fact that you're still relatively new for somebody that wants to start a business right what what does that look like and I'm assuming that all the money that you were able to receive from the flea markets you reinvested back into your business to be able to create the website and be able to go ahead and pay the people at the workshops in Mexico but can you talk a little bit more about that yes so basically everything that I was getting in I I just keep on re, uh, reinvesting it on on the business, and my day to day it's like some days are very very busy, and some and like I'm super productive. Some days I wake up and I'm like, okay, I have to do this 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 this, and then some days I don't do anything. But it's also the way I work. I feel like I get super inspired some days. I think that the thing that takes most of my time nowadays it's dealing with all the production. I would love to focus more on the design. Because I also do, so I do design, I do the production, and I also do the sales. So I will, I'm putting a lot of hats right now. Right now, I'm, I'm able to have more people working with me. Finally, you know, it's still demanding a lot. And I would love to just focus at some point only the design. Just like on the phone all the time, trying to figure out if like the production is going well in Mexico. And like if we run out of leather, we run out of like zippers or like stuff like that. And also figuring like the exportation here it's also another thing and then just orders online and shipping out and right now we're getting ready to do a christmas show that's exciting we're gonna be popping up at borojo from the 28th of november to the 25th of december we're gonna be there 
So we're going to be along with a bunch of other artisans, other brands that work with artisans too. Well, I do got to say, I love your honesty where you mentioned that some days are extremely busy and then other days really don't do nothing. I think that is very transparent because being an entrepreneur is a lot of ups and downs and it's not always go, 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 go the way people may think. I think it's important to take your rest days and give yourself some grace. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of the logistics right now versus only doing the design aspect of the of the brand. And I it sounds like that's your future goal is to just be able to solely focus on that. And I do hope that your brand continues to grow. And then that way you can outsource and hire other people to like take care of quote unquote, the boring stuff, I guess you could say like dealing with the yeah. manual. And, and all the logistics and setting up this and setting up that and scheduling and whatnot. One of my last questions, personally speaking, is there any like tangible or specific tips that you can give to other small businesses? I feel like you've already dropped a few gems. You don't always need like brick and mortar stores. Like I completely didn't realize like, hello, you could just sign up for like flea markets and bazaars and, and, you know, street vending and stuff like that, like starting off small and you never know. And you mentioned you completely sold out at one point. So that's beautiful. Is that like an advice that you would give to a small business owner that's uh, that's trying to grow? Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time, especially in fashion, people will think like I remember people telling me like, if you but but if but what do you mean you're selling at flea shows? But like, like if it was, you know, like if I was putting my brand a little down for doing those type of things. And I was like, well, because I have to pay my bills and I have to keep on investing on the business, you know, and I'm learning so much and I love it. And people don't realize that you can actually make a living out of doing these type of things, you know. And obviously the goal is to get out of the, the bazaars and be able to just sell online or selling like stores. But you have to start somewhere. And I feel like at the end of the day, nobody cares. It's your it's your life, you know, it's your dreams, it's your day to day, it's your business, you know, and I feel like we care too much about what other people would think. And, and we stop for a second before doing things, you know, and it's like, so people that love you are gonna love you no matter what you do, like, and you just go for it, you know, I love that. Yeah. So Lastly, what is the best way our community can support your business? Any information that you want to provide? It would be awesome if you guys can like go on Instagram and give us a follow so you can see where we're popping up, you know, what stores we are in, and our website is there too. Our Instagram is Sulia underscore weep. And we will include that in the show notes. So no worries on the spelling. (laughs) Important to reiterate the fact that a follow, a like means so much to small businesses. Now with social media, it's a good and bad thing right it depends on how you use it ultimately right right? and so if using it for good would be supporting small businesses like yourself and um attending you know bazaars and flea markets and it's true I, i wish i would do more of that instead of shopping at the big name brand places so i think for the new year that's gonna definitely be one of my resolutions of trying to support more small businesses and and finding new brands that i've never heard of and stuff and hence why with the podcast we are using our platform to shine a light on specifically women-owned businesses. So this was a wonderful conversation. And again, I love the brands. I'm so excited to meet you in person. Natasha and I will definitely try and make it. Um, You said between November 28th and December 25th? Yes. It's also so fun. There is like so many vendors with amazing 
brands, you know, and like things that you that you won't see in the big stores. And it's so some of them are so creative and some of them are so amazing. And you're also supporting such such a small business that it's going directly to them and their workers. How is that? Is it competitive or like are you guys very supportive of each other? You just mentioned like different brands and you know, I'm sure there's other people that are like selling maybe jewelry or fashion bags and stuff like that. Not the way that you do it, but you know, maybe they have also fashion items that they're selling are is it like a competitive environment or do you feel supported yeah i yeah honestly i don't find it competitive at all i feel like there's enough money for everyone there's gonna be enough for everyone and we can all do good actually i i know i've i met so many incredible women there that i they have helped me so much with just give advice to each other and and it's yeah it's nice i, I love it i have met an incredible woman and men at these shows that are so inspiring and so creative and it's they give you a great advice and sometimes I'm like really young and it's amazing to be around older people too I love that there is room for everyone so instead of competing with each other you're uplifting each other and you said you're younger than the rest so how old are you actually because I don't think we touched on touched on that earlier I'm 31 Okay, we are all in the 30s. I'm 30. <laughs> I just turned 30. Janice turned 30 back in April, but 30 is the new 20s. So yes. here we go. Okay, and now we can go with our rapid fire questions. So as you guys know, we always do the final five. So I'll go ahead and start. And you can just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Name a favorite song that keeps you motivated. I think right now, Free. Free from uh, Salt. Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, I've never heard of the song. So I'll definitely take a listen. And what about a favorite book? Do you have one that you would like to recommend to um, our listeners? Men Searching for Meaning from Victor Frank. Yes, I love that one. He was in the concentration camps, I believe. I think I have that book at home. It's so good. And then next question, do you have a favorite quote or saying you'd like to share? I think that we are only one decision away from having like a completely different life. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah. I mean, you were basically one big decision away from coming to New York from Mexico and then another big decision of deciding whether to continue with you know the fx makeup even working out in the morning feel like it but you're like okay if i just say yes and i do it i'm gonna feel so much better so it's like you all you're always only one decision away from for everything you know right yeah that is that's a really good point speaking on that what would be your thoughts on the importance of self-love i think that kind of goes hand in hand with the quote that you just mentioned i think it's super important i think that if you're good with yourself and you keep time to take care of yourself then you're going to be good with everyone that's around you having a lot of uh days that i work a lot and then days that i'm more I, I don't feel like doing anything i feel like it's super fair and i feel like you could be very productive at sometimes and sometimes you can just save them for it for you like what you like to do like if you want to like take a bath if you want to work out if you want to go out have drinks with your friends if you want to go shopping or get inspired by watching movies yourself that grace i completely agree with our last question what advice would you give to your younger self you're doing great it's gonna be all right you're doing great sometimes we need that reminder to just take a step back and just be like you got this girl god's gonna help you and nothing it's so serious you know yeah yeah no it's true right i feel like for when i was in my 20s i took everything way more serious i was very critical and just always like, no, you need to do things this way because society says to do it that way. And you have this goal to get to where you want to be by the time you're 30. And honestly, nothing was as I planned, to be honest. Like, 
yeah, and I'm 30, but I'm okay. Like I, I look back and I'm like, damn, I was stressing for nothing almost sometimes, you know, because life is going to play out the way it's going to play out. And as you stated, you're just always one decision away. So, you know, every I hope all our listeners can um, keep that in mind when they're moving forward with their lives, you know. Is there anything else that you like to share or maybe something that we didn't get to when it comes to the brands and yourselves, personally speaking? Or do you feel like we covered everything? I think we kind of cover everything. <laughs> Okay, yeah. great. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on this call with us and just dropping some gems as a business owner and giving more information about your brand and how it came about and your story. We love to hear different, you know, stories and backgrounds. So we really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. That was so nice to meet you. And I hope you guys come by so I can meet you in person. We will. We will. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Bye-bye. And you girls know where to find us at Celeb Talk Girl Talk Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. I'm J Rose XOXO. And you can follow Natasha at Natasha underscore fig. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review this podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Have a great week, girls. Bye. Bye.